1: Our goal's pretty simple. I want to help you get what's in here and just splash it onto there. Don't worry, it's not rocket science. It's harder. Thanks for going to a special place with me, Carl Nargol. Cut it. That tree is probably too tall. Brace yourself, you are gonna get some calls. What's that? Come Nargle. It is an honor to meet you, sir. Wait, what's going on? Hi, friends, and welcome to Paint with Ambrosia.
0: It takes paint to a whole new place, and it's been a lot of places. Good Night, everyone? I've never seen him that mad.
1: Baby, me, Does this mean I'm
0: Don't let fame bring out the worst in you.
1: A real man never looks back. He's the new Bags. It's only because yours weren't selling. You're lucky I'm an artist instead of a woman who says really mean things to other women. You were an artist. The real artist follows his heart. My Uber is here. I don't know what that is. It's goodbye. How's everything going? Awesome. Awesome. What's the image tucked away in your brain that makes your heart ache and your soul feel like it's going to burst? Carl is one-dimensional and very sexist. You know why I don't care what people say about me.
0: Yes, Burlington.
1: Carl stole my newspaper. Yes, we're
0: aware that Carl is stealing newspapers. Please hold. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, in DC's episode number 519. Releasing April 7 in cinemas across the U.S. is Paint, a comedy that stars Owen Wilson as Carl Nagel, a painter and popular personality on public television who wears an existential crisis when a younger, better artist steals everything Carl loves. Also starring Michaela Watkins and Stephen Root, Paint also marks a feature film debut of Brick McAdams. So I'm glad to say joins me now on a podcast. Brick, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. You know, I watched Paint uh, a couple of nights ago, and I got to say, it was a film that I absolutely loved. And just reading about the film, this has been uh, something's been with you for quite some time now. Um, We're talking like 13, 14 years when you first wrote that screenplay. Um, It was on the blacklist. Um, It was something that you worked on for a very long time. I'm really curious, though, going way, way back when, when it comes to the character of Carl Nagel, was the template for the character always this kind of Bob Ross type of kind of uh, uh, reflection, this kind of template? Um, was that always, was that kind of like the initial inspiration that kind of sparked uh, this creating journey that you had that that, now is going to come to, uh, uh, to the masses coming uh, next week? Yeah,
1: for sure. It, it it for sure was in terms of, I, I always like the idea of just, um, uh, I worked at, at VH1, uh, when it was a music, uh, TV channel when I was in my twenties and, um, and there was a, there was a woman there who, uh in meetings was the most soft-spoken person i've ever met in my life and she had this incredible power over the room where she would you know just whisper and she'd say why well, i think maybe the idea might be and the whole room would quiet, would get so quiet and pay attention to her and i was amazed at the power she had over all of these you know blustery folks fighting for attention um and i really liked that idea of that that power that someone could have by speaking more softly. Um, and so that, that I was just very aware of her as a person and just fascinated with how she could control a conversation. Um, and part of that working at VH1 also was that I spent a lot of time with, um, musicians, uh, uh, who were my heroes and, and realized that although they were still my heroes on stage, off stage, some of them weren't the best folks. Mm. Um, and it's really, really hard. That's a hard thing, you know. It's like you almost don't want to meet people because you're like, "Oh, please, just stay the, stay the amazing person I've always thought you uh, are." Um, uh, at the same time, there's also like met David Bowie, who is the nicest person ever. Like, you know, so you get that where you're like, "Oh, thank goodness." But so I always like the idea of of someone having, um, you know, if you are a rock star, basically, which Carl Nargle is. Uh, At age 22, uh, what would you uh, become if you never had to evolve beyond that? Like, if you never experienced failure? And so, if you thought you had the world figured out at 22, when you're in your 40s or 50s, you know, what would you be at that point? And so, you know, I like the idea of this soft spoken person who could just dominate, you know, any conversation or, um, and an artist, which is even more powerful than a rock star in a lot of ways. Um, what if this person, the most soft spoken, seemingly nicest person in the world who is just, um, an icon, uh, to so many people in this small world, what if that person wasn't the nicest person in the world and, um, and, and also someone who was trapped in the past and what would that person look like? And that's, that's who Carl Nargle is. He's not a bad person, but he's just never evolved into being a good person.
0: How soon did Owen Wilson become involved in the project? Because I think it's one of his best performances. Um, and from what I understand, he's was kind of like there. I wouldn't say at really early stages, but he's been with you for quite a while now, kind of really developing this character in uh, in his part in, in your screenplay.
1: Yeah, he's someone who um, uh, the one of the one of the great things about Owen is that he. Um, it's funny. I'll I'll be like, "Why don't you write anymore? Like, why don't you write?" And he'll be like well, I'm on a hot air balloon with my sons in Maui right now. You know, so it's like, and then I'm like, Oh, right. That's why. So, um, you know, he's an Oscar, nom- Oscar nominated writer and, and wrote a lot of the, you know, the early movies with Wes Anderson. And so, He's just been doing everything so long um, in in this world, you know, where he in a lot of ways is aware of Carl Nargles, you know, the people who were huge rock stars in their early 20s, who in some ways are trapped in those lives and haven't evolved beyond that. So, you know, Owen, I've never seen Owen on a phone. Uh, He reads nonstop and he experiences life nonstop. And he's just a really, really... Uh, He's a good person and he's also uh, a really creative person who just sees the world uh, differently and and has a real appreciation for character and wants to tell. I mean, if you look at Wes Anderson's movies, you'll never see a character you see somewhere else. And I think um, a lot of what Owen brings to this film especially is. This perspective on life and and being a rock star at an early age, and then also someone who has this incredible writing background, um, where you know going through a script, if something bumps him, he's got a reason for it. You know, if something doesn't feel right, and and also I think with that influence, he brought out uh, all the nicest the, the the niceties. Is that a word? Hmm. Of the it film, so
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so you know that's that was one of the things he really did was he like you know even as I talk to him now about you know various things in life or or how jokes are told he he gravitates towards a spin on something that's positive or un, un, unusual and unlikely. So I think that's a lot of his influence on the script in the world was that where it's there is something. There's a version of the joke that is um, is nicer, seemingly nicer. Or there's an unawareness to jokes that can um, be unexpected without punching down um, uh, on characters. You know, it, it's something where, um, as long as a character is trying and they they have something specific they're aspiring to, you can find real humor in people in people trying to be nice. Which in a lot of ways in a P- world of PBS, you have this world where everyone, you know, almost by definition is nice in that world. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a he He just brought so much to the film, not just as an actor. And I do think he really is incredible in the film um, as an actor, but in every way possible. He's also a really good guy. So it's like he just makes everything easier. You know, they talk about top of the call sheet sort of setting the tone, top of the call sheet, meaning like. You know the biggest star of the film is first on a call sheet um uh which is the call sheets what it <laughs> tells you where to go and set in the morning whatever else that's too much information but um he uh he really sets the tone where he's just a good guy so and that just you know everyone else can be nicer if if you see the 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 person who's top of the call shot call sheet being nice so in every way he just made everything easier
0: the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you will love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store. Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's Movie Reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request Movie Reviews and top 10 lists, And help support my work please click on the patreon link in the description below oh there's a theme that's running in the movie that really hit me so in my house i got two boys and i got a a oldest boy he's got he's autistic and sometimes he feels pressures um, that other kids wouldn't feel and i always say to him there's no such thing as perfection I say to him, we don't do perfection in this house. It is, it's practice is not perfect. Practice is progress. That's what we say in this house. And the thing about Carl which really inter- interesting to him is that it seems like that his artistic expression and isn't so much anymore about what's in his heart and put it onto a blank canvas. It's just about the pursuit of some type of perfection, which isn't there. Because perfection, I think, in, as, as I clearly uh, indicated, I just don't believe it's something that can be attained how did, is that kind of like whole thing about his Carl's kind of like desire to find the the find the perfect image or have this image in his head and kind of project it in the most perfect kind of way that kind of really causes that inner conflict within him was that something that was always there within the screenplay is that something that kind of grows organically as you as a person grow because you are as a, as a man growing as a script as a, a person at the same time as you're developing the screenplay because I've talked to a lot of people about making films and I think 14 years, I think might be a record in regards to <laughs> how long, <laughs> how long <laughs> a, a, a movie has gone from initial ID in the words into what we see on the screen.
1: Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of failure in there. Uh, so, um, uh, and that's, that can be really, really helpful. Um, yeah. I think, you know, this idea of, of painting the perfect picture I, I, for me, that's so much of our world now is, you um, is, you know, is painting the perfect picture in your Instagram post or your filters on your cameras or, and I think um, we really just tear ourselves down. Um, and, and it's, you know, we, we're just so we're so judgmental of the whole world and, and everything where and there is there are no perfect pictures. So, you know, he sort of has to grow beyond that and paint from his heart and not know he wants to be seen as a real artist he's a he's a tv star but he wants to be seen as a real artist so he's always fighting to paint the perfect version of mount mansfield that will get him recognized by the the burlington museum of art and and so um but until he actually paints his truth he doesn't he doesn't sort of um and his truth is flawed and it's it's sadness so um it's it is that it is that thing of our world now is where we really do care so much about what the outward parts of ourselves. Um, and this idea that, you know, he has a line that, you know, if you're always trying to paint the per- the perfect picture, you're just going to miss the best parts of life. Um, and I think that's, <clears throat> I think that's just the truth of it. Like I know, you know, I can, I can be really, really hard on myself. Like I can tell you, we had a premiere um, on the 23rd and and boy, I wish I hadn't tucked my shirt in. <laughs> you know my wife's like it was a great night and i'm like yeah but so it, it never stops like i can you know i can tell you everything i've done wrong today and it's a long list um so i think that's a big part of life is you know getting to the point where you can just you know be good to yourself i i say this to like my dad is is 86 and you know has set world records as a pilot and stuff and and he's walking with a cane and and so he he really hates that and and i just I say to him, I'm like, you need to be as kind to, uh, yourself as you are to others. And if you met yourself, you would be so impressed with who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I think that's, that's part of the film is, is sort of being able to move beyond, um, what you project and just be, uh, you know, find, find that truth of, 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 you know, these are, these are my, the best things I have to offer. And, and, and that's, that's great.
0: Um. I want to talk about um, some of the, the cast you have in this film. It's really interesting. Kayla um, Watkins, Stephen Root, Arweny uh, McLennan, Covey. These are really great actors. Not only that, though, but these are actors who are really great with improv. They come from different um, uh, acting schools and acting groups where we're using improv and stuff is a really part of their tools. When it comes to a screenplay like yours, where you've worked on it for a really long time. Uh, you finally have it on the set, and you have your actors and everything. Do you encourage your actors to to play with the material because um, they're so able to 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 do so, or how how do you go about approaching working with actors when it comes to um, saying in your words on the screen? Uh, well, this is
1: unique because we were shooting during COVID, and we had a twenty day shoot, and so we knew we were going to be tight uh, for time, and so we actually improvised very, very little. Um, And we shot it. um, We really ripped off the Coen brothers in terms of stylistically how they film stuff, which is um, uh, basically we shot a lot of clean singles. And a clean single is where basically the frame we're looking at right now, which is just you're just seeing me and I'm just seeing you. And so when you film something that way, the other characters in in a scene can be doing anything and it it won't mess up this take it won't mess up this this angle so the Cone brothers do that a lot they shoot on um 27 or 32 millimeter lenses basically where you feel someone's hands like they, they you f- can feel someone's hands and people become a little bit more comedic that way so w- we knew we had very little time in general to shoot this and we really needed to be tight and not um have a lot of takes we didn't use. So, um we really really fought for the script itself to be the best version of itself and you know talked to the actors about it a lot and really got it to a place where it was you know tight. Um so and we just really couldn't afford it's it's a fine line of the in terms of keeping the storytelling as tight as it possibly can be where you really do need a scene to um to serve a few uh purposes. And so in our scenes, really need to get to from point A to point B, and and heavy improv in there could really derail stuff. So now people are playing with lines and and certainly putting their own spin on stuff. But we really, really did script, stick to the script for the most part, um, and that's just the nature of trying to be as smart with the production as possible. Um, uh, and you know, I think if we if we hadn't sort of didn't have the constraints of of shooting in a COVID world and everything else, I think we would have gotten more improv in there. But this is, um, we 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 really did shoot the script for the most part.
0: Final question. Um, as, as we talked about, this film's been with you for a very long time. Uh, Paint's going to release April 7. Everyone's going to be able to see it. You had your premiere recently. How does it feel now that this screenplay that you worked on for so long, this film that you worked on for so long, is going to be seen by the masses? Um, how does that feel for yourself because you know what they say a movie or art is 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 never has never died it just it, it's kind of you just let it be um you' you put your your work on the canvas and now people are going to watch what's on the canvas so how does that feel for you to be able to uh finally be in a position where people can experience what you have been in your heart and your mind for so long
1: i mean it's a little surreal it's um I, i'm just thankful as much as anything i'm aware of how easily this could not be a part of my life. So, and it's, you know, I, I living in LA where we, my wife is a comedian and, 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 uh, is, is does great. Um, but we also have had times in our lives where things have absolutely fallen apart, you know, and just nothing's worked. And, you know, uh, refinancing a used car to pay bills is a tough, a tough moment. So, and we have so many friends, so many talented people out here who are, are so good at what they do. And for whatever reason, stuff falls apart and it doesn't happen. So I'm just thankful. I'm beyond thankful that, I mean, this took a long time to get made, but the fact that it exists is, is a remarkable moment in my life. And I'm just thankful that that it does exist because it 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 could be it it could not. It could so easily not. So many things have to have to line up to um basically create a company that will, you know, you create a company that makes a film when you make an independent film. So there's so many things that could fall apart there. Um and so just the fact that we have so many talented people who came on board and Owen believing in this and really embracing it and And that unlocking all this whole other world, uh, as much as anything, I'm just, I'm thankful. Like I, I know, I know how easily this could not have happened. So yeah, thankful.
0: So for everyone out there listening, April 7 across the US in theaters is Paint. I recommend everyone check out this film, buy a movie ticket, watch it in theaters, the more Movies like paint we have in theaters, the better we are all, we all are, because we need more filmmakers like Rick McAdams making films and movies like paint in the movie theaters. Uh, watch it for the performances, watch it for P- Patrick Catt is really, really beautiful from kind of crisp photography as well. Um, the yes. scenery in this movie is is just uh, fantastic. And, um, and yeah, I, I really recommend people check this out, watch it in a movie theater as well. I can't encourage it enough. We need more uh, independent films like this to be seen in movie theaters. The more movies we have in the theaters, like this, the better we are all are. And brief Adams, I thank you so very much for your time. Congratulations for the film and best of luck with everything wow. that's are coming up.
1: Thank you so much, man. That's just the nicest word. So thanks, Matt.